This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. You say something to my boy? I need to talk to you. You speak English? My husband doesn't know. He has a bad temper. I need your help. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Don't worry, we're not lost. We're not gone. We just took a little bit of a break because there's just so much lost going on this is previously on lost episode number seven we're going to be looking at probably one of my favorite obviously i say that every time but an awesome episode called confidence man and we're going to be dealing with sawyer in this episode Uh, i am mike i'm glad you are joining us tonight and unfortunately bill is not with us at the moment But we had some last-minute arrivals. They got some of the extra seats on the plane, and they decided to join us. So we have um, some guests with us tonight. First up, I have Corey. How are you doing, man? I am great. Glad to be here. I was was in the cockpit, and, uh, you know, I found my way through the jungle, and I'm, I'm glad to be with everyone. Well, not many people make it through the cockpit. Um, a lot of people get sucked out of the cockpit, <laughs> cockpit the wrong way. Uh, but I'm glad you're here, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to uh, um, tell a little about yourself here in just a second. But I have to bring in the other one who caught the flight, Stephen. What's up, man? Not much. How's it going? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Uh, you excited at all? Talking about talking about some lost. Absolutely. You know, it's there on the plane. I was just stuck outside the room for some reason. Somebody was in there for a long time. I was just waiting outside the, the restroom there in the plane. Oh, those husbands, they just hang out in the bathroom so long. So, uh, but yeah, so Corey and Steven are with us tonight. They're guest hosting with us. Um, they've done a couple of guest work on some other podcasts before. Um, not, not on the RetroZap network or anything like that, but they, um, They've done some guesting around on some other shows and some recordings and stuff, and and uh, they 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 like Lost. And I met these guys on the Jay and Jack Lost Facebook group, and uh, they said, "Yeah, man, we love to jump in and do it." So uh, they're joining us tonight, and uh, who knows? We we may we we may get lost again together. Uh, but so, Corey, tell me a little bit about um, what do you like about Lost? Well, you know, Lost is a show that just just keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, there's just something about the combination of the music and the characters that never gets old. I, I recently started a, a new rewatch before I even knew about this this podcast, and I was just sucked in, and I just was going episode to episode to episode. You, you can't stop. Like the storytelling is amazing, but for me, it's it's got to be the characters overall that is just the best thing there probably the most unforgettable characters of any TV show. And 
you just get obsessed. Uh, even after 10 years and, you know, tons and tons of rewatches, uh, the obsession just, just started up like that once again. Awesome. Awesome. And Steven, what about you? I, I think I just enjoy the fact that it's a TV show that makes you think. You know, I, before Lost, I hadn't really experienced a TV show that made you have theories and you spent the whole week thinking about one episode just waiting for the next one. Um, just, uh, it definitely sucks you in, for sure. For sure. Uh, so, so what we're saying is, before Lost, there was really no groundbreaking uh, shows that actually made you think it was all just dying brain cells, is what we're getting at. Exactly. Yes. Lost. Lost was de- definitely the first of its kind. Uh, we meant I mentioned this in the first episode that Lost was kind of the one show that kind of was groundbreaking for a lot of the other shows to follow. It was something new. Uh, it almost never happened either. It was almost uh, the the whole idea was almost lied about in the in the pre-production just because uh they didn't think it would be successful and had they not lied to the executives about it we would not have this show today so it's very it's very very good uh but glad to have you guys tonight we're gonna get started i just want to mention uh i want to give a big shout out to post show recaps i know they kind of gave us a shout out the other day so we're gonna try to stay spoiler free until our spoiler zone at the end of the episode but if you want to if you want a show that's doing this weekly as well as they're going full in spoiler mode, uh, then check out Post Show Recaps. Their, show, their podcast is called Down the Hatch, and uh, they gave us a shout out, so we're going to give them a shout out as well. And uh, we're a lost community, so we all just we all podcast about the same thing. We love one another, so we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. But uh, I have a little bit of confidence tonight as we talk about this episode of Lost Confidence, man. A little bit about this episode. Uh, it was the episode number eight. It was shown on November the 10th of 2004. It was directed by Tucker Gates and written by Jeffrey Lieber, Damon Lindelof, and J.J. Abrams. The whole summary is Shannon is having an asthma attack. And Boone is just so sure, because it's Boone, that Sawyer has her medication. As Kate's way of dealing with the situation doesn't work, well, Saeed takes things into his own hands, literally. So we'll get into all that in just a second. But a little bit of facts about this episode. Uh, this is the first episode in which a flashback does not directly involve how a person got on the island. Interesting. Flash- it is. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm David Kelly, who played Walt, does not appear in this episode. This marks the first time in the series a credited main cast member does not appear in an episode. Uh, it was also rated TV-14. So here we go. We are going to dig into this episode, so bear with us. We're doing some changes. It may not happen this episode, but it's coming. So let's get ready to get lost. The episode opens with Kate walking up to a pile of clothes that turns out to be Sawyer's. So she's, she's walking along the beach, carrying her, carrying her plantains or bananas, whatever she's got, and uh, she walks up this pile of clothes, and who would, it, who would you think? It's Sawyer's. And she looks out into the ocean, and who does she see? Sawyer coming out of the ocean with that smug smirk on his face. And, uh, and, and just, and I, he's, he's just gushing. And um, he starts talking about the book, Watership Down, you should read it, it's a good book. And, and she's just... You could tell she is playing hard on this. Like, she knows she has a thing for Sawyer. 
uh, but she is fighting it with all with all get out. You know, um, I f- I forgot that Sawyer like walked up naked. That was kind of uh, shocking to me, honestly. I was like, really oh did. wow, yeah. Yeah, I gotta it, say, it, I, I like, every time every time I've watched it, you notice the shirtless. But until Kate's little joke, I don't think I I caught that he was all the way naked. Yeah, he, he he was, and she's just and she's just smiling too. She's trying to turn away. You you tell she she's she's blushing as well. Um, speaking of Sawyer being naked, we have our first flashback of Sawyer, and he's in bed with a woman. And uh, he um he she starts talking to him, and she says, "Oh, what time are you supposed to be there? Uh, it's almost time." And he goes to leave because he's late for the meeting, and he grabs his briefcase and reveals a load of money. Now. <laughs> this just kind of um, this kind of screams con man, regardless, because nobody carries around money in, in in a briefcase like that. Yeah, uh, you know, some guys try to open their wallet and show off that they have some money, but usually they don't open a whole briefcase and dump you know a pile of cash on the floor. It's a little that's fishy. Right. That's right. So then we go back to the present, and Sawyer is walking through the jungle, and he hears some rustling and comes up on. Who else but Boone rifling through his belongings? And when he rifles up through his belongings, uh, Sawyer, um, yeah, all we see is Sawyer's face, and we <laughs> and we we get to see what's going to happen in just a second because we get shown to Jack in the caves. He's patching up Saeed because Saeed got busted in the head a couple episodes ago, and they begin discussing the attack. You know, this is what happened, and then Shannon walks into the caves. With a beat up Boone, and she begins to they begin to blame Sawyer. Um, Sawyer's not going to deny this. Obviously, he, he he really beat the guy up, um, and he he admits it later to Jack. Uh, so then we have the famous lost intro. The scene shifts back to the beach, and Claire is reading a book on the beach when Charlie walks up, and they begin a conversation about her staying on the beach. She doesn't want to leave. She wants to say. Uh, Charlie thinks it's a smart move for her to go back to the to the caves because the doctor's there. She's pregnant. He, she needs to be where there's a fresh source of water. But they they don't they they can't seem to agree. So back at the caves, Jack and Boom begin talking about Shannon having asthma, and he says that's why he was looking through Sawyer's stuff because um, some of the stuff that he had was in Shannon's bag, her carry-on bag. And the inhalers went there, and he had months' worth of supplies of inhalers. And uh, so that's why he went looking through Sawyer's stuff. So Jack's like, okay, this is my chance to be the big dog. He goes up to Sawyer and begins going through his stuff looking for the inhalers. So do you think Jack took the wrong approach here? I, I don't think it was the wrong approach, but uh, it definitely was interesting watching the faces of everybody else in the cave there. Um, definitely made me think about what they were thinking i think he 100 percent took the wrong approach here because first of all he doesn't question you know boone got beat up and he doesn't question like maybe maybe boone did do something wrong to get beat up you know just immediately assume sawyer must be completely guilty this guy's bad you know jack is not really looking for proper justice here even if someone has some prior incidents on the island you know you should still try to figure out the truth to the situation. I mean, Jack was ready to fight with him. Um, he's almost ready to kill him. I mean, this this Jack, I think, is still feeling the effects from the lack of sleep and all, the, all that stuff because 
when you look at some of the stuff he says, he doesn't quite seem to be, you know, this, you know, righteous leader that we kind of think of him as. Right, and, and and he acts like it, but we we, we know he's not. And I, I do think I do think Jack kind of took, you know, back and forth the wrong approach and and the right approach. He knew he wasn't going to get anywhere with Sawyer, and and he knew he was going to have to do something because he had a girl, you know. And but I think Doctor Mode kicked in. He's like, okay, I've got this girl. She needs her medicine. She needs her inhalers because she's about to have a bad attack. And I've got this guy who I know has probably got the stuff. And he is not going to hand it over, or he's going to want something. So as he's going through the stuff, and Sawyer's just standing there, um, it, it, and Sawyer's just standing there, he just watches her. Kate interrupts and just gives a severe stare down. So we kind of give a flashback here again to Sawyer, and the girl's name we find out later on is Jessica, and he starts talking about the oil platform operation. And it just, I mean, even from the first time I saw this episode, I knew this sounded like a con. I'm just looking for another partner to go in with me, and we'll triple our money in like a week. I mean, it just sounds, you know, be, you know this this whole this whole show takes on biblical approaches um, and illustrations from the Bible and other literature and that kind of thing. And this whole thing reminded me of the verse in, in the Bible that says, you know, be careful on being hasty to get rich quick, <laughs> you know, pretty much. This this big general summary of that verse. Um, so he explains his oil platform operation and she pretty much says, I got I, 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 I can help you with the money. Uh, and this is a very this is very important when we get to when we get to later on in the episode on what happens to Sawyer. So we get back to the present, and Kate and Jack are having an argument about the inhalers and Sawyer. So she says, I'll speak to him. <laughs> and Jack immediately retorts, I'm going to kill him. She says, that won't help. He says, but it will feel good. <laughs> I, I, I think we should have a counter on this. Jack's empty threats. Like, man, <laughs> he's going to yeah, kill I mean, he him. Just, That's he's a little opposite of being a doctor. You got the guy who's trying to heal people. He's going to want to kill somebody now. So, Kate approaches Sawyer in the only way Kate can, and she says, all right, Sawyer, what do you want? What do you want for the inhalers? He gets this smug look on his face, and he just kind of says, how about a kiss? I'm talking like this is first or second grade schoolyard, you know, (laughs) leveraging right here, you know, uh, uh, arguing. I want that. Well, it'll cost you a kiss kind of a thing. So that's the that's all he's got to trade for at this point. He has the whole stash. He just, you know, give me a kiss. Well, I don't think it's as much as as that's all he's got as much as he's he's playing Kate on purpose. I think he's I think he's manipulating her. I don't know. I I mean, he's it, it's he, he knows how she feels about him cuz we're going to see that later on. Um but it, he, he, he's playing her. He's trying to drive the wedge between her and the doctor, mainly because he knows about her. He knows her past when Jack doesn't. Yeah, and I, I think part of it is Kate is also a manipulator, and it's kind of like, how do you get someone's respect, you know, another manipulator's respect or another criminal's respect or something like that is, is you, you know, give them a little bit of their own medicine, you know, so, 
sometimes it's like when you're talking to someone who's who's being a jerk you kind of have to fire back at them and then suddenly they're like okay you know I, i'll respect you a little bit more it, you know it seems it's something like that but on this weird long con manipulation level that these two do right right steven you oh, still yeah, with us over there absolutely i uh, i think the the part i enjoyed there was his comment that uh when she asked him, "What did you want?" He's like, "I wouldn't even know where to where to start answering that question." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. So they so they they begin to talk a little bit more, and she brings up. She says, "You know, I see this piece of paper you keep reading. I know, I, you know, and pretty much acting like I know everything about everything about you, and definitely it upsets yeah, him. The look on his face I mean, changes right it, away. It, just, just." Shifted. I mean, his the emotional talent of acting that that takes from the smirk, the smug to just a instant jaw drop. Like you really upset me. So she he shoves the letter to her and tells her to read it out loud. And she doesn't want to. And he just simply says, "Read it out loud." Um, and here's what the letter says: it "says Dear Mr. Sawyer, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are, and I know what you've done." You had sex with my mother, and then you stole my dad's money all away. So he got angry, and he killed my mother, and then he killed himself too. All I know is your name, but none of these. But one of these days, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to give you this letter so you'll remember what you've done to me. You killed my parents, Mr. Sawyer. So this is a monster load of a revelation in the first season. So what we're seeing is we're starting to see, number one, the main core of the cast is having a lot of baggage behind them. Number two, this, this letter was, was intended when it's read out loud to get the audience thinking that he was the Sawyer mentioned in his letter. And it's almost used as a red herring in this episode. And that's how he, that's how he used it as um, well. That's how he wanted her to take it for sure. Right. Yeah, you've 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 got Sawyer who's presenting himself as a jerk, and then you have the the filmmakers who are doubling down on this, presenting you know with their writing and kind of manipula- manipulating the audience as well to think, oh wow, this guy's just you know the scum of the earth here, and uh, and of of course it probably worked on all of us when we first watched this episode until until the end, or or you know you kind of start to get suspicious uh, at certain parts throughout the episode. Right, because when you get toward the end of the episode, you 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 think that, I, well, no, it, it wasn't the last one. Um, but l- let's just keep going. So Saeed talks to Locke about attacking him. He thinks Locke attacked him. So then Locke, being the ever gentleman, kind person he is, he starts to point towards Sawyer. <laughs> he said Sawyer's what was pretty really much Sawyer some attacked very you. Very good manipulation <laughs> on Locke's part. I mean, it was impressive. Not only does he, not only does he, uh, you know, indicate him. He also hands him a weapon to then use against him. This is pretty bad, there, Locke. Yeah, good job, Locke, on that. So we, we, while we're still in the caves, Shannon begins having trouble breathing. Um, so Jack confronts Sawyer in the caves finally, because Sawyer just walks in and he's just getting water. And Jack just Jack's done. He's 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 had enough of Sawyer's games. So that a fight ensues, um, and he just nails Sawyer a couple times. And he just pretty much Sawyer just looks at him, just smirking, just says, "Doc, I didn't know you had it in you." 
and just just taking this beating, and he's coming to realize, you know what, brute force is not going to work on this guy. So I've got to get out of here until cooler heads prevail. Uh, so back at a flashback, we see that Sawyer's out to lunch with Jessica and her husband. Now, what's interesting is is we so obviously he's brought Jessica in on it on this con quote-unquote, when really he was conning her at the same time. So, you know, he, he's conning her while he's conning him as well. And he pretty much offers, hey, just take, take the money home with you if it'll make you feel better. Because uh, he knows he's got this hook, line, and sinker. He's got this guy because he's got to the woman first. And we're going to learn about that here in just a second as well. So then the scene shifts back to the present. And Charlie is getting closer with Claire about food, and Claire wants peanut butter. So Charlie, I love seeing this dynamic between Charlie and Claire in the show. Two people that should never have met and would have never given each other the time of day are now getting closer on the show. And Charlie is really taking to Claire. And Claire doesn't mind it. And they start talking about food. And Claire says, I would give anything for some peanut butter. No, I like peanut butter, so I just have to ask guys, do you like crunchy or smooth peanut butter? You know, I will eat either, but I would prefer smooth if I had the option. And I gotta say, I'm not a peanut butter eater. I love peanuts, don't like peanut butter. Can't explain it. <laughs> oh man, see I'm a I'm a crunchy I'm a I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy. So I got to have a little crunch when I eat. Uh, but but they're talking. They have a good thing. And uh, then we we kind of shift back to we have this. this And, man, the writers and directors are so good at the scenes because you have this, this, this heartfelt, joyful moment between the two, between Claire and Charlie. And then scene cut, Shannon's having a massive asthma attack at the cave. Her mm-hmm. eyes are red all the way around. She's sweating. She can't catch her breath. They go from joy to utter, you know, um, um, uh, not not turmoil. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They go from joy to to despair to despair in like in like a split second. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, so Hurley shares a Jedi moment as Jack rushes off into the woods as Saeed catches up with him. So uh, so Jack says, "I'm done." I'm done. I'm going to go to Sawyer. And Saeed check catches them, and they begin to talking. He says, I'm going to go beat it out of Sawyer is what pretty much Jack says. And Saeed says, well, you know, I was a quote-unquote communications officer in the Iraqi Republican Guard. And and we, I was very good at getting people to tell me things. Um, and we obviously know what he's hinting at. Now, I, I – this isn't – this is this is interesting – um, for for a you know a couple reasons, I think this show was very was very groundbreaking in that this episode, if you think about it, came out a little over three years after September 11th here in the United States. So to have an Iraqi Republican Guard in the show and having a a in in uh, somebody from that part of the world in this show was groundbreaking as well as um, taking a step forward to try to break down these barriers between the two. And Lost did a very good job with that. Oh, yeah, especially having him be 
in the Republican Guard. Yeah, no, Go ahead, he's, he's likable too. Is a is a thing. You know, at that time, I don't think uh, people were maybe would think that they would be rooting for a, an Iraqi Republican Guard member, but you really find yourself rooting for him on this show. He's just such a great character. Right, oh. and they're trying to, and they were trying to break down a lot of the stereotypes, and this, and he was the perfect. I, I don't, I don't think Naveen Andrews. There could have been anybody else other than Naveen Andrews to play this part. He did it so well, um, and trying to break down those the stereotypes and break down that barrier. You know, for three years, it's just let's go after Iraq, let's go after Iraq, let's go after Iraq, and you don't stop to think. Well, there are people like Saeed who don't like exactly what they do. But that's that's who they are, and there's still people too. How can we have this relationship with them? How can we build this establishing friendship with that person? So and loss is what, very what good I at find, that. yeah, and he's a fantastic character. But what I find really interesting looking back is how they flipped the script, the, the flipped the script on on what you'd expect, because at the time there was a lot of debate about uh, torture and and whether that was uh, you know ethical and stuff, and. You know, this was all discussing about Americans torturing other POWs or whatever, and uh, now you have an Iraqi guy who's who's a torturer, and uh, of course your first reaction is like, "Whoa, like this is intense." So, um, you know, it, it's just a way to to have people like think about things from from a different uh, from a different angle. But it, you know, some of this stuff, to be honest, you know, I was like 15 or 16 when this happened, so I wasn't as locked in on on understanding some of the uh, you know uh, uh, modern issues. But like uh, checking it out now, uh, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of uh, moves that a lot of shows would have found extremely risky and said, no, we're we're going to stay away from that disaster. We're not going to do that. And Lost was never afraid to I know, do that. I know. I, I think you've talked about before right. the original plan of. Jack was supposed to die in the pilot um, back when it was Michael Keaton, and yeah. the original plan was for Saeed to be one of the leader. You know, it was going to be Saeed and Kate were going to be the leaders on the island. And even though it didn't quite make it to TV, that at least was in the writer's plans that he would be, and he's really a more capable leader than Jack is. Anyway, but uh, right, I think I think they wanted to see, you know. And I think they wanted to see the well. We will okay. So when we look at a show or its movies, you know, up until recently, you had it usually the the white male successful guy that was the leader that had everything going for him that had either the superpowers, has a superhero show or movie or something like that. So I think they did this too to help show you that that category could still struggle because Jack had a lot of struggles we're going to find out about. He had a lot of issues in his life. And then that you see and then that Lost was not afraid. I don't think they were ready to take the step of making Saeed the leader but what they did here in making Saeed a leader in the group because he may not be the main guy because you have probably about four main leaders right now floating around in the group. At any given moment, four to five main people that are kind of leaders, but they're like, we're going to give him a leadership role as well, and we're going to see him take a lot of stuff on. And I th- again, that was a way to help break down some of the barriers that were going on here at the time. So, kind of moving on a little bit, Charlie in another part of the woods finds Hurley 
and ask Hurley about hiding the peanut butter. You know, sl- slim down much? I'm just saying, you've been here a while. I haven't seen you lose any weight. And Hurley <laughs> says, I'm a big guy. <laughs> I'm not just going to drop it oh, all over I'm down a notch in my belt. <laughs> such a good lie. <laughs> right. It's just, now, it's, just it's, it's, it's funny to me. but It's a funny line. Um, but this is also a good example of how Lost was able to think ahead and be like, what are what is a viewer going to have in their mind? They're going to be like, oh, that guy hasn't lost a lot of weight yet. This isn't realistic. And they're like, well, if we just have a character mention it in the script, then we've addressed it, you know. So they just would do that over and over again with all sorts of things. And the fact that, you know, Hurley can can defend the, the haters or whatever you would say that might be right. saying stuff uh, online is, is good. Right, and this, so we go back to the caves, and I love watching this scene every time. I, I want to get a gif of this scene uh, where Michael attempts to open a fish, and he's just got the knife, and it's like stuck, and it, it just squirts all over him. Um, and uh, Sun comes over and says that she can help Shannon. Now, now this is always interesting to me because Sun comes over and acts like she's actually having a conversation with Michael with everybody else around still. How does nobody else pick up on this? at all so and also, then, go ahead. also th- this is the one time where michael is not concerned <laughs> where with where walt is because he's not yelling at walt and right. walt doesn't, doesn't appear in the episode which honestly i didn't even notice before but it's kind of funny uh wherever walt's off doing something by himself walt, you know? oh yeah i thought about here that i hadn't thought about before is just that the reason why he's trying to clean his own fish is because him and jen aren't getting along and Jen's the one who gets the fish for everybody. Like I never, right. never connected those dots until this rewatch. That he just and Jen, Jen even walks up in this scene to them, and Michael just looks at him like, "Don't even, man, don't even start." So that was that. That was pretty good. Um, so then we kind of get a scene back at the beach where Sawyer is asleep, and he's woke up by Saeed, and he says, "Good morning," and then he hits him in the head with a pipe. And him and Jack drive him off, or drag him off into the beach, off the beach into the woods. And Kate attempts to stop them, but is very unsuccessful. So Jack does, you know, I, I think Jack lost all, um, I don't say credibility, that's not the word I'm looking for. He lost all negotiating uh, allowances when he beat, beat the daylights out of Sawyer in the cave. Okay, if he wanted to establish some common ground with Sawyer and really and really get some help, he lost that when he started beating him in the cave. So Jack tries to reason, though, with Sawyer here one more time. says, just tell me where the inhalers are. It doesn't have to be this way. And Sawyer pretty much says, yes, it does. And Sawyer, so why do you think Sawyer said that? I have my own thoughts. I mean, I I think Sawyer said that simply because he wants to show people how dark Saeed can be, how flawed their leader is in Saeed, how flawed Jack can be by allowing it to happen. And I I think because maybe he feels like he needs some penance for what we're going to see later on in the episode. Yeah, I I absolutely think it's a a self, you know, self-punishment kind of thing that he just feels like he deserves that. That's definitely the impression I get. I think maybe he's he could be just making a point in that he never had these but nobody really even listens to what he says. You know, he he just basically the whole time he just refuses to answer. He never even says 
uh, I don't have them and they don't, and they don't, uh, you know, it doesn't come to where they don't believe him. He just never says really any, he won't answer their questions and he just lets, wants to see how far they're willing to go to, you know, punish and in, you know, he's thinks he's obviously he's innocent and having the inhalers. Um, but it's kind of this twisted game he's playing with them. And, you know, Kate thinks that he just wants to be hated. I, I don't really know it. It's kind of mysterious actually why he does this, I think. Well, I, and, and, you know, something you said kind of sparks up in my mind. Not one time in this episode did they ever ask Sawyer, do you have the inhalers? The only question they ever asked him was, where are the inhalers? Yeah, they... Yeah, they exactly. They asked him if he had them. They just asked him, where are they? And Sawyer honestly has no they idea where ex- they are. Which is interesting. Oh, I just said, they just accepted Go ahead, guys. Boone's, uh, Boone's deduction that, that he had them. Boone, Boone figured it out. You know, it's, right. it's interesting because Jack uh, usually, as a character, is known as someone who is very realistic. Um, but he doesn't think of the possibility of, like, what is the most likely possibility after a plane crash? You know, the most likely possibility is that they were lost somewhere and that they are unfindable. You know, as a doctor, usually you'd think he would be, you know, zoned in on thinking of, of the, the you know, likelihoods, you know, the, the possibilities. And he just, you know... It's just his hatred for Sawyer just leads him to thinking he's got to have him. Right. So we get to this. So we get to this torture scene. Uh, Saeed gives a brief. Sawyer, Jack says to his "You won't tell me." Go ahead, Saeed. And Saeed gives this brief science lesson about bamboo, about how it shoots under the fingernails and and that kind of thing. And as and Sawyer, I mean, Saeed looks at him and says, "Perhaps loosening an eye will loosen your tongue." Uh, we get that's that's kind of toward the end of it. I'll get to that in a sec. But he starts shoving the the bamboo under the fingernails, and all our listeners right now are kind of groaning. Um, and Sawyer's just almost not laughing, but almost just like you know, is that all you got? I'd expect more, you know, and that kind of thing. And he starts shoving it, and and eventually it cuts over, and and Saeed's just like any man would would have talked after all that. And uh, I don't know why he's not talking. And Sawyer's just smart-mouthing again. And that's where Saeed comes over with a knife and says, perhaps losing an eye will help loosen your tongue. And Kate pretty much, you know, not Kate, but Jack says, whoa, 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 no, 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 we're not doing that. So Sawyer agrees and says, look, I will tell you as long as he tells Kate alone. Again, he's driving that wedge between Jack and Kate, though, too. But he's also manipulating Kate at the same time. Um, so back in a flashback, we see Sawyer is speaking to a gentleman about losing his money and scamming the couple. Uh, so Sawyer pretty much lays out the con right here. He says, if you get a woman in the bed and you show her a few tricks, she'll do anything you want. And that's pretty much what he says. And he says, listen, I'm going to get you your money with interest. Uh, it's coming. I'll have it. He said it better because you gave my money to this guy that you don't know. I better get my money. Um, so then he goes back to the present, and Kate approaches Sawyer. She's got her arms crossed, and Sawyer says he will tell her as long as he gets that kiss. He wants that kiss. So she obliges. She gives him the kiss. And she likes it, because she definitely just doesn't do a peck and pull away. She stays there for a little bit. 
Yeah, this is not like a, a normal TV kiss in uh, 2004. This is a pretty intense kiss, to be honest. There was a lot of feelings and sparks flying in that, uh, in, in, that, in that, that kiss. That was not the kiss of a person who didn't want to be kissing someone. Right, exactly. Uh, and after the kiss, Sawyer says, I don't have the inhalers. And I never did. And then rightfully gets <laughs> smacked. <laughs> right. Yeah. And gets, she punches and smacks him and walks away. And she goes up to Jack and says, Sawyer said he doesn't have it. And Saeed is livid with Sawyer, just furious. And he's racing off to go hurt Sawyer even more. Uh, Sawyer finds a way, though, to untie his restraints. And as Saeed's getting closer, he tackles Saeed only to have his arm stabbed in the process. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Locke. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, good job, Locke. And Saeed, though, however, he hit an artery. So Jack's got his finger on the artery, and Sawyer is just just telling Jack, just, you know you want me to die. Just let me go. You know, you, you know it'd be a lot better for you if I do. And he's just telling Sawyer, shut up. Shut up. It's not going to happen. Uh, so he tells Saeed to go back to the cave, get his bag. He does. And Saeed Boone looks at him and says, whose blood is that on your shirt? And he admits to, Bo- to, to Boone that this is Sawyer's blood on my shirt. Probably should have done that in front of everybody. So while they're dealing with that, Michael arrives back at the caves with branches as Saeed runs off and gives him the sun. Son smells him. Jen sees him speaking and comes over angrily. Like I said, and Michael stands his ground earlier. I got those two scenes mixed up. Uh, and she says, yes, this is the one. Um, and we're going to see what she does with that in just a second. So we go back to the jungle. Sawyer wants Jack to let him bleed out. And Sawyer admits that, Doc, if the tables were turned, I'd watch you die. Uh, I don't believe that. I, I don't really believe that, but maybe. I, I, I don't know. I think at this moment in the show... This Sawyer would have done it, but I think later on, as these two grow, their arcs continue. I think he would have he 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 wouldn't have let him die. I think even yeah. at this point, I think that Sawyer kind of likes Jack. I think they 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 butt heads, but I think they I don't know if it's a respect or or he just enjoys bantering back and forth with them. But I think he kind of likes Jack, even though Jack does not like him right now. I think I think they're both just complete opposites of each other as far as as far as their 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 person now they're, they're they're both alpha dogs or alpha males you would say but they're but they're kind of you have Jack who's this who's this realist and Sawyer who's like the almost complete opposite of Jack in his personality and 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 they they clash on purpose so Jack says I don't like him Sawyer says I don't like him and they keep clashing because of that um, so in a flashback, we see the end of the con. Sawyer is at Jessica's house and her husband's house, and he gets the money back, and the deal is done. It's sealed. He's got the money. And then the kid walks in, and Sawyer says the deal's off. And then it comes out that Jessica was with this guy. Well, I mean, was with Sawyer. And husband is not happy. And they're both yelling at each other while they're yelling at Sawyer from the porch. And Sawyer's leaving. Um, he says, we're, we're, we're not doing this. So now he owes a lot of money to that guy. And he just broke up a marriage, too. Uh, so we get back to the present. And Sawyer wakes up to see Kate sitting next to him. 
And she says, I read this letter over and over and over again. And she realizes that after reading it, she says, I know you wrote this letter. It wasn't written to you. He admits that Sawyer was the name of the confidence man, thus the, the title of the episode, who screwed over his family. So this is a very pivotal scene between these two characters and in this 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 setup of Sawyer. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and it also has the this is the bicentennial stickers right on the envelope. She didn't uh, really notice that right away, but she once she puts it together, you think that the writers have it would say, "Oh, let's tie this up in a happy way and make them make up and everyone will pity Sawyer." But no, he says like, "Shut up, get out of here." I mean, he tells Kate to shut up like three or four times in this episode, um, and uh, you know, this is she's still coming back to to have feelings for him. And uh, he's just like, get away from me, you know, and, and uh, tries to kind of end it with him being a jerk after all. Right. And he just rips the letter from her hands. And, you know, and it's this, like I said, this is a very pivotal scene in their relationship because this is when it kind of lays their groundwork for each other. And Kate doesn't go off and tell people this is who's, this is, this is him. This is what happened to him as a kid. And, and we just see that. Sawyer has taken on the persona of this confidence man, of the guy who messed up his family. So back of the caves, Sun is rubbing something on Shannon's chest when Jack walks up and smells the mixture and realizes it's eucalyptus. And he's almost like, duh, Jack. I should have thought about that. Uh, I, I, by the way, I love Sun on this, on this show. I love her character arc throughout the show. And I love how she is a... She, she in season one especially she's very big in like uh, uh, herbal recipes um, and and she knows her stuff to help people yeah this was actually even though she doesn't have a lot of scenes this was actually a big episode for Sun in showing like how she contributes to the rest of the group and you know really cares about the other people too um, and I remember this being a pretty cool moment like after all the the drama of everything else, you know, Sun just subtly comes in and saves the day, um, which is, you know, great. Right. And and she and see that's the thing. You have Jack who's trying to save the day, making it worse. Kate's making it worse. Saeed's making it worse. And you have this calm person named Sun who's, while everybody else is losing their minds and 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 getting mad, you have this cool, calm, collective head in Sun who says, "I'm gonna take care of it while y'all are fussing around with one another." Um, so I, I like to see that interesting dynamic that took place there. So back on the beach, Charlie <laughs> begins to pack up Claire's stuff. And Claire's like, what are you doing? He says, I found, I found peanut butter. I found peanut butter. And he pulls this jar out, and it's completely empty. And Charlie begins pretending there's real peanut butter in it and just starts dipping his fingers in there and licking his fingers. And I, sure I got to say, this is, this is like an iconic lost scene. You know, it's it's one of the, the scenes everybody knows. But all I could think about was just how dirty his finger was. And if there actually was peanut butter in there, yes. how gross that would have been. And you never would want to eat after that finger. Yes. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, he is suck, uh. su- he's, he's sucking all those fingers with the dirt and the fingernails and the tape. And just, oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who Wash thinks that hands, when I see that man, scene. I don't know. But, but he 
But he, man, him and Claire, this dynamic he has brought to Claire. Because, see, that's the thing. He's not viewing Claire as just a pregnant girl. Although he wants her to be at the case to be taken care of. He views her just as a person. He actually, you could see the beginning of a, of a friendship or relationship building with her. He views, he sees her as her, not just as the one who has the baby. Um, so we see this, it, like you said, it's an iconic loss scene. When people think of loss, this is one of the scenes that come, comes to mind when I think of the show. Oh, Try yeah. With that empty jar of peanut butter. Um, so we get out Kate's looking out of the water. And she eventually sees Saeed. He's got a bag. He's walking by. And he admits that he has to leave because he tortured Sawyer. And he swore he would never do that again, but broke the promise. So he says, I'm going to leave. He said, besides, somebody has to walk the shore and they need to map the island. This is this is interesting to me because Saeed was the one who wanted to stay on the beach to keep the signal fire going. And now he's leaving the beach to go map the island. Well, he, he, he just, yeah, I think it's just... Uh... A matter of uh, he's just upset by what he did and just has to get away. But um... well, I think Saeed's trying to control himself. He's been pushed between getting knocked out in the previous episode and then in this episode getting pushed to uh, a dark, you know, edge. Uh, He's he's like I I can't be here. Either people are going to attack me or I'm going to attack them, and uh, he's got to make the hard decision. Even though it could end up being his death, you know. Ultimately, you're like wandering off to this island. You know what can happen out there. Um, so it's a very interesting move, and it perfectly sets up you know the next episode too. Yep. Uh, which is a which is a uh, Saeed centric episode. So this is going to be very very good. Um, then we have the famous Lost musical montage at the end. We have Charlie and Claire on their way back to the caves. Um, we have the Boone and Shannon. They're smiling. They're doing better. Sawyer's got the letter in his hand, and he begins to light the lighter, and he's going to burn it, but he almost burns it, but he doesn't do it yet. And then Saeed is just seen walking the beach. And then you get the Lost Exit sign. So that's the episode. Uh, and we have some things that we kind of do around here called Saeed's, not Saeed's, but Sawyer's Name Dictionary. Where we look at some names that Sawyer has called people in the episode, because if anything Sawyer's known for this episode, it is his names. He calls Jack three different names in this episode. He says Spinal Surgeon, Cowboy, and Chico. Uh, he looks at Saeed and calls him Ali once. And then... He calls Kate Freckles. Now, this is a big one because um, this is something he's going to call her throughout the entire time that they're together on the show um, in their episodes that they're in. So this episode alone, he called her Freckle three times. Mm -hmm. And the total count for the whole time that he's called her Freckles is four times so far. I know that seemed like a lot, but don't worry. It's going to pick up. This Uh, is where it starts to pick up, yeah. Right, right. Uh, and then we have some pop culture one, connections. One more name Again, thing I thought Watership. was kind of interesting. Go ahead. Um, it, the actual in his flashback, the uh, what was the guy Kilo called him Tex, which I thought you don't hear people giving Sawyer nicknames very often. But uh, Kilo Kilo called him Tex. That's right. I thought that was kind of just a fun little thing. Huh. Which which I uh, which I assumed meant that Sawyer was you know lying and pretending to be from Texas. Um, 
instead of Tennessee. Huh. But, uh, but but maybe not. I, I don't know. Maybe he just looked like a yeah. text to that guy. <laughs> well, he looked hick to, to that guy, so that's probably why he did it. Uh, but moving on to our last couple things, we have pop culture connections. Again, we have Watership Down, which is seen at the beginning um, where Sawyer is naked in the water and taking a bath, and Kate walks up and sees this Richard Adams book. Um he tells her it's a heck of a book it's about bunnies that is a very literal thing it's actually a pretty interesting book it is it's it's actually a pretty interesting book if you've never read it and then at the end where you have the musical montage we have the song I Shall Not Walk Alone which is it's amazing how the music and the literature and everything work together in this show so it's I Shall Not Walk Alone it's performed by the Blind Boys of Alabama and so interesting because Sawyer is obviously trying to walk alone the entire episode, even up until the end. Um, so a, a fitting song um, kind of foreshadowing Sawyer's uh, eventual story. Well, it's, it's, it's for all of them. It, because you have Sawyer, who's, who's definitely alone, who wants to be alone right now. Kate, who obviously feels alone because she's not happy with Jack because of how he tried to handle the situation with Sawyer. And Sawyer doesn't want anything to do with her, so she's alone. Jack's alone because, you know, he 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 would use brute force now all by himself. Saeed's alone now because he's walking alone on the beach by himself. Um, the only one who's not in the musical montage was Charlie and Claire, two people mm-hmm. who were, you know, who were not alone. But now they that so that I think that one fits perfectly to them. I shall not walk alone. Well, everybody else is walking alone. They're the two who are not walking alone. Yeah. And and Hurley is walking alone because we still don't know about his, his backstory. Because I think he's like the last one you get to learn about. So he walks alone for, for a for while. A while. <laughs> for a long while, yep. We have a Star Wars reference. Uh, Hurley refers to Jack's healing of Shannon's asthma attack as a Jedi moment. Where he's like, whoa, that was like a Jedi moment. I, I love Hurley because Hurley brings all these pop culture references into the show. That that he, he's like, he is like the nerd he, fan in all of us. He's the voice of the audience. He's oh, yeah. This. So, that's right. He's, he's the voice of the audience in here. Well, that's it for this episode. Do you all have any more thoughts about this episode? You know, I just want to say, I think this is uh, an underrated episode. And this is, in in the way it's constructed, it's like a near-perfect episode, perfect episode in that it, you know, it's not trying to do some big, amazing uh, action sequence or set pieces. It's kind of a very simple story of trying to find the uh, uh, inhaler. But it involves so many different characters in these, like, little stories in a, in a, sh- in a short episode. But it still has a really personal story about Sawyer and you know we've got Boone and Shannon and Saeed and Charlie and Claire and Son, Jack and Kate all involved um, and it makes a really tight good story and it's just one of those where I think you can pop it on at any time and rewatch it and it, it, it's always good right it's got it's got action it's got love it's got <laughs> just everything it is one of those one of those great episodes so anything else from you Stephen uh, I, I I like how here at the beginning they really it seems like a lot of these episodes really build into the next episode. It's like this one, you know, we we have the Saeed walking away leading into a Saeed episode, but same thing when Jack saw his father's 
um, his father in the woods the episode before the actual episode about that it seems like they often just build into one episode so it just seems like a real natural transition from episode to episode the way they left it with Saeed I agree um, and you know we I, I, I do agree with, with, with both of you I like the way that they lead into the next episode with the person um, that's to be focused on I do like the fact that they um, that is kind of an underrated episode. It's one of it's one of the better episodes of the show. It's just not a lot of people when they think of season one, the biggest, the two biggest episodes I think they take away from it are obviously the pilot because of how amazing the pilot was when they shot it, and number two, the moth, the Charlie centric episode. Um, yeah, I think those are the two sh- episodes that a lot of people take away with. Um, but we have one more section which is spoiler zone. But I don't think there's really anything in here that is worth spoiling later on i i mean if you guys think there is we can enter into it i can give people a warning but i just don't it's just a pretty pretty straightforward episode really you know the only the only thing we would talk about is more about the letter and things like that but um this this episode is such a great contained story that it really just gets to these uh the stories of the characters there's not a lot of like the overarching island mythology. So I, I really, the more I thought about it, there's not a lot to go over. I'm sure we could pry up some some weird things to talk about, but uh, there's not a lot of substantial island mythology that is is revealed here. Oh no, not at all. This may be a bit of a stretch, and don't even have to maybe call this a spoiler. But I didn't notice how uh, at the the meeting with the husband, the first meeting, the husband asked, um, "What is this? A loophole?" It yeah. seems like seems like that line in particular kind of stuck out to me, based on later in the series. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. I wouldn't say that's much of a spoiler. No, so nobody knows what that means. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Well, the next episode we we spoke about it a little bit already. Uh, the next episode is solitary. It's a Saeed centric episode, so we're gonna get a little bit about his backstory, as well as what's happening to him as he's mapping the island. We're still gonna get some people who are probably, I believe, in this episode back what's going on in the caves and the beach. But a lot of the episode is gonna deal with Saeed. Um, so I'm looking forward to solitary. Uh, but in closing, look, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, the the main network is at RetroZapped. You can follow our podcast uh, at Lost Rewatch Pod on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram at Previously on Lost Podcast. You can find it Facebook.com slash Previously on Lost is also on Facebook. Uh, you can find me um, on Twitter at the DC Fanboy. Uh, that's at the DC underscore Fanboy. Um, Steven, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm at, at Lucky13Steve. At Lucky Thirteen, Steve. All right, and Corey does not have I, Twitter. Actually, you know what? I, I found out what it, I remember what it was. I made it. I don't have a lot on there right now, but I'm gonna hop back into it. Um, so if anybody wants to discuss Lost, I'm actually at Original Mav with a V. Ooh, all right, all right. And if you want to hear uh, more, more from me, I'm also over. Um, I also do two other podcasts called. Uh, DC Talk and um, Caped Chronicles. So check those out if you're interested in superheroes or DC Comics. Uh, 
great, great shows. I enjoy them. Uh, you could join us in the RetroZap Discord. Go to RetroZap.com for more details. We have a lot of fun over there. We talk. We hang out. We talk about... Uh, I know that one of the big big channels right now that's hopping is the Star Wars lore uh, channel that's there. And the Star Wars channels just because there's a lot of news about Star Wars that's come out lately, especially from D23. So you can check that out. Go to RetroZap.com for more details. While you're there, there's lots of articles. A lot of our staff is great at, at, at writes some great articles. Um, there's a lot of other posts. You can find all the podcasts that are on there that we offer. There's a T Public store. Uh, if you have a fandom, they have it. Uh, so check them out at RetroZap.com. Well, I am Mike. I've enjoyed being here. Uh, Steven, it's been great to have you with us too tonight. Yes, it has. Thank you very much. And uh, Corey, it's been good to have you as well. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. All right. Well, until next time, y'all, we appreciate you coming, and don't get lost.